0: Episode 77, Dr. Andreas Becher. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. The alpha ultimatum. This is gonna be the number one way to awaken your alpha in eight weeks. Body, brain, belief. Get to the podcast. I have a brilliant one for you today and one I've really looked forward to because I just feel like I'm talking to a friend. We have Dr. Andreas Becher. I recently had the privilege of meeting him face to face. We've been in contact for a while, but recently he was honored with a Quilly Award as a best selling author for his role in Transform. This is where he teaches experts, experts how to speak confidently. So sell genuinely and serve more clients. So we're going to be talking about that today. Dr. Andreas delivers his high-powered, natural, and customized customized sales closing strategies for today's entrepreneur and small business owner. After retiring from chiropractic and selling his multi-million-dollar wellness center, Dr. Andreas went on to win top sales awards as a professional network marketer and director of sales for Peak Potential's training. And now, as Brian Tracy's master sales trainer, trainer's products and services. Have generated well over 20 million in gross sales for his clients and audiences wow so blimey again almost redundant question here but are you ready to awaken your alpha this evening
1: i absolutely am my friend thank you for having me on the show
0: no worry i was uh, fortunate enough to be featured on trondres has a brand new podcast which i highly recommend um, amplify your talk um, and he has some great guests on there. So you should go check that out as well.
1: <laughs> I appreciate the shout out. It's lots of fun.
0: <laughs> that is an impressive bio. We're going to go straight in with what's the origins of you? Like where are you originally from? How did you get to achieve all them sort of them peaks and, you know, moving forwards and now going onto your own podcast and you've, you've done a lot already, but it seems like you're constantly on the move and tell us about the journey. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, I was actually, I was born in Germany. Uh, We moved over to the United States when I was about six months old. Uh, My dad worked for a German company as an engineer and uh, transplanted over uh, to the States at a very early age and grew up in Richmond, Virginia. Just a small little town, you know, nothing special. Um, Just a great uh, small country town, if you will. And um, you know, I had a desire and a passion, you know, very early on to to push myself, to push my limits. You know, I became uh, very motivated, if you will, for fitness and health from a young age. And I think that's where a lot of, um, in honor of your podcast, "The Awakening of the Alpha," came from for me. You know, my grandfather. I had two two different extremes that I grew up with. You know, I had a healthy opa and an unhealthy opa. And uh, the healthy Opa, you know, he retired to the coast of Spain. He lived off of his garden. He exercised every single day. He rode his bike 70 plus miles every single Sunday. And I couldn't keep up with him when I was 16 years old as a varsity soccer player. And I thought to myself, that's how I want to age.
0: Yeah, there's something in this fitness business. And yeah, there's something (laughs) in
1: this, you know, and he was also a successful entrepreneur, you know, after, you know, Germany was decimated by the war. He taught himself how to be a butcher. And how to make food I mean Germany had no food there was nothing there and so uh, I became very successful in business and bought the building bought the apartment building became a landlord moved and retired to the coast of Spain uh, now on the other side of the equation my unhealthy opa, who I love dearly I mean no disrespect yeah. when I say that it was just a completely different type of lifestyle you know he smoked pipes and didn't exercise he had a very poor diet he was in and out of hospitals throughout the most remaining part of his years, Uh, eventually so bad they had both legs amputated and, you know, because of poor circulation and it was preventable. And I saw this as a child growing up, the complete disparity. And so for me, uh, that's where I think a lot of my drive came from so early on is that I just saw what business can do, what taking care of your body can do. And so when I, uh, you know, left Virginia uh, at that time, I, I went And got a degree in health and exercise science and wanted to become a professional.
0: I was going to ask, what did you want to be when you was growing up?
1: Yeah, you know, I just knew I wanted to do something in fitness. I love, love helping people. And so when, you know, I started thinking about what's my career path going to be, you know, I I looked at the health and fitness and and, and degree, but I wanted to do more than that. And so uh, I was working at a hospital, got to know some physical therapist and, I uh, thought, wow, this would be a great avenue for me to go to. Now, with all that being said, even though um, I knew this course, I, I wasn't a very good student. And uh, I just had a hard time paying attention in class. And it just wasn't my thing. You know, um, you know I, was, I was into having fun. I was into meeting and socializing, being with people. But as a result of that, you know, I mean, it wasn't like I was a bad student. I was still a 3.0 student. And, and I did well, even through college, you know, the average student, but it wasn't enough to get me into physical therapy school. Okay. And so I actually got rejected twice and uh, I'll never forget it to this day. And I think this is the fuel that ultimately awakened that, my alpha is as well. <laughs> is,
0: this like, <laughs> is this like Michael Jordan getting cut from his high school basketball team? Is this, yeah, <laughs> I, I, well, I've I've
1: never been compared in that light in that sentence, but I'll take it. Um, for sure. I mean, that's basically what it was. I mean, I remember the dean of admissions pulled me in into the office and said, you know, listen, you, you've done all the work. You've done the grades because I had to go back and take classes. I took all the hard classes that I avoided in undergraduate, the physics, the organic chemistry, the physiology, and all, all of those types of courses. And I got all straight A's in them because I finally applied myself. Yeah. <laughs> and but it's a little too late for her. And because she had told me, you know, look, I appreciate everything you've done, but I just don't think you're meant for healthcare. And I said, wow, okay. So I tucked my tail, cried my way out of the office. And then when I got home, I kind of just woke up and said, wait a minute. Yeah. Who's this woman to tell me I'm not meant for healthcare? And so, um, so the ride began. Um, I actually went, uh, of all things, on a golf outing and ended up playing around the golf with a chiropractor. Found out uh, what he did. Went to his office, followed him. Next thing you know, I was applying to chiropractic school, and I went on and crushed it, and, and yep. built a multi-million-dollar wellness center from the ground up uh, with just my mother and I, and serving thousands of patients in a community. And that really started the whole process.
0: That's. It sounds like it. I mean, we talk about a lot, a lot of this awakening your alpha. It's when people find they sort of they. They know kind of what they want to do, but then they finally find that path where it uses all their skills and their talent, unique talents. And it sounds like you knew healthcare, you knew you wanted to be in that sort of thing. And as soon as you got on that, you know, had that game of golf with the guy, you were on the right path and off you went and you actually crushed it. I mean, where was where did you set up your business originally?
1: Well, I set up my practice in a little town just north of Phoenix, uh, Anthem, Arizona. Okay. And uh, it was just a little 1,400 square foot office.
0: What What do you think separated you from from all the other of small businesses of the similar similar types I'm sure in the area or just about what how did you manage to make it such a success do you think
1: well i think it started actually in chiropractic school because i learned very early on through the lessons that i just shared with my yeah. opa how important mentorship was mm. And so, as I was going through chiropractic school, you know, because bear in mind, I I was all business now at this point. You know, I was tired of playing around. You know, I went through undergraduate school and as a result of it, I I guess somewhat paid the price, although I ended up where I was supposed to be. Um, I was not there to, to have a good time in chiropractic school. I had already gotten that out of my system. Yeah. And so when I went to chiropractic school, I was also working two jobs at the time. I was waiting tables and being a personal trainer and going to full-time chiropractic school. I had a vision of what my office would look like and what that community would be that it would be in. And lo and behold, that vision actually came true. I mean, it was going to be a small bedroom community, very fitness oriented. It was going to be across the street from a huge park where I could do boot camps and workshops and things like that. And that's exactly where it was. I mean, I was like blown away. But during that time, I made calls while I was in chiropractic school. You know, I would call up anyone who had sports chiropractic in front of their name. And so uh, I met this uh, doctor, uh, Dr. Palmer in Scottsdale, Arizona. He connected me then with Dr. Nick Athens, who was in San Francisco. And uh, he was the chiropractor of the infamous Joe Montana year. So if you're from the United States,
0: or even over here, uh, that, that name I, I know all about, <laughs> Tanner, blimey.
1: There you go. And so he was the chiropractor for the San Francisco 49ers, which is a professional football team here, and the San Francisco Giants. And he became my mentor even through school. Part of the requirement when you graduate chiropractic school is you have to get your own patients to finish your own senior clinic hours. Well, I was determined to finish my last trimester in his office. So make a long story short, you know, I crushed it. I got through all of my requirements very early. Uh, I had a waiting list practice, even as a student, wow. uh, seeing patients. And I uh, was the second, and my best friend at the time, Nate, who's uh, still a good friend today, you know, he was the first one to finish his requirements. He beat me by two patients, which bugs <laughs> me, but uh, all good. And <laughs> You're so... you not
0: competitive or anything then? No, <laughs> not at
1: all. You know, I was just determined to go, I ended up working with Nick Athens in his office. So I really learned how to run the business and communicate the value of what someone does. Because school teaches you just enough to get by, but it doesn't teach you the business skills or the sales skills or the communication skills that can move someone into action to want to do work with
0: you. This could almost be where the story finishes. Like, it sounds awesome. You set it up. You talked about, you know, you had the vision of this place and and then it went on so well. So I want to get into the point of, you know, like, what drove you to, you know, sell it, you know, multi-million dollar mm-hmm. wellness center, sell it. And, you mm-hmm. know, you went on to a top sales award as a professional network marketer and, uh, you know, director of sales for Peak Potentials training. Um, yeah, and now Brian Tracy's master sales mm-hmm. trainer. What, what drove you to walk away from this, essentially? And move on. Yeah,
1: well, I think you heard bits of that when I spoke at the best-selling yeah. author summit because you know the story is not all rosy, and <laughs> uh, you know we may come to that at a, a moment. But um, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I crushed it. My practice grew by six figures every year, and um, you know, at that time when I was married to my my, my first wife, you know, uh, she was a dentist, and so we ended up turning my little fourteen hundred square foot office into a sixty four hundred square foot multidisciplinary wellness center. And our practice just exploded. I mean, my side alone was growing by six figures every year for every year I was in practice. Um, And, you know, together we were at about $2 million in, in annual revenue. I felt like at that point that there was something more. And at that point, I started helping and coaching other, you know, doctors how to grow their practice, how to communicate their value, how to create a sales process that delivers great value and and converts into patients without being salesy and pushy. And I fell in love with teaching and training. I didn't like trying to chase after patients. My favorite way of getting any kind of client is doing a talk that sells. Get in front of a live audience, deliver great value, and... By the way, if you'd like to take it to the next level, here's what we can do together. Yeah. And it's a great way to establish authority, brand positioning, and start to attract your ideal clients. and really puts you in a position of being able to choose who you want to work with. Yeah. And that's a really powerful position as a, as a business owner. So um, because of the changes I saw that was coming in healthcare and some things that health insurance did that really dramatically affected my bottom line, I just had the practice of praise. I said, you know, I'm going to sell. Uh, so I took six months off, you know, because it was also during that time that I was doing Ironman triathlons and running a business and competing in triathlon. I was unfortunately sacrificing time with my children. And so I took that time to just catch up with the kids. And that's when I discovered network marketing and a great product and a great vehicle and a great business model that would allow me to leverage without all the overhead of a traditional brick and mortar business.
0: I, I know a few people who've trained for Ironmans, done a few Ironmans and, the hours for something like Ironman's is just, there's no way around it. Other sort of things you can train for and you can maybe get quite efficient with it, but stuff like Ironman's, you've got to put the hours in them not you like really put the hours in relentlessly.
1: Yeah. There's no way around it. Um, You know, there's no shortcut to Ironman. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I had a coach that I had hired again, a mentor. I mean, it's the common theme, you know, and, and that's why I coach people today because if you want to be a top performer, you need a coach. And whether that's you, whether that's me, whether it's someone that fits for them, you've got to have a coach to someone to push you through those those barriers. What was ironic, I thought, is that, you know, once I did build the height of my practice and I was to three and a half days a week just seeing patients, I would have patients sometimes going, well, you've got a rosy schedule for a young guy. You know, I'd made my first million by the time I was 30. Yeah, And, you know, but they didn't see all the years of the hard work of being rejected from PT school and having to work two jobs through chiropractic school and, and traveling yeah. <laughs> and going to events and, and all of that. And so, unfortunately, people get enamored with the outcome versus the
0: process and the steps that it takes. It's interesting this has come up and uh, you'd be almost insulted if someone says, oh, look at you, you're quite lucky. Cause yeah, oh, well, listen- you
1: just came out of nowhere.
0: Because yeah. listen to your story, <laughs> it, doesn't, it sounds like zero luck to me. Obviously, I, we get that, you know, your luck is that you're born probably in the, in the Western world. Apart from that, it's almost, you know, it's a, to a point, it's a level playing field. For, you know, you've got to go out and, there and get it. And, you, you know, nothing in your story sounds particularly lucky. It just sounds like hustle application and, and being smart, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only luck is that we're on this side of the ground. And, you know, and you you have a healthy body, which you need to cherish and take care of. I mean, that's so much of what I teach. It's if you want to be effective in communicating, selling, attracting the ideal clients, you need to have a presence about you. You need to have a physiology about you that resonates and radiates and attracts ideal clients. And I'm not talking from a materialistic or a magazine cover standpoint. I'm talking about just in who you are and how you carry yourself. And taking care of your most important vehicle in your body, which often gets so sacrificed by so many entrepreneurs in the process. And I've done it; I've been guilty of it. I mean, I've had to put my pedal to the metal from time to time and, and not work out when I want to or need to. Sometimes, yep. But it doesn't last long. No, that I can a, promise yeah, you.
0: <laughs> it's a continual process. Yeah, and I, yeah, I've, I've been known to slip. You know, for oh, uh, you know, not for a long period, but in, in my head, like like say if if it was God, as long as a week or something like that, or I would make sure right. And if it's a week or two, the next couple of weeks or the next month is going to be hard. I always like to balance yeah. it out. And like when I came over and sort of saw you, I was I was aware before and after. And uh, I made sure I saw my family a lot before I left and a lot blocked in time before when I got back to try and balance it up. And it's the same with, you know, training, business. you got to, there has to, if you want it long term and long term success, you, you've got to work the balance. So, and like you said, there's times when you have to go pedal to the metal on one of the areas, but you you've got to try and level it out.
1: Yeah. You got to have the balance and it's difficult to do it. It, it requires yeah. discipline to do and it. And it's knowing where your, your high priorities are. You know, I was known to, to wake up at two in the morning if I had a 6am flight to get a run in and just knew I would sleep on a red eye. I, you know, thought, it was only,
0: I thought I was the only crazy one out there. It's <laughs> stuff like that, man. I've done that. Like I, I remember I had, yeah, I was coming over again over to the States one time and it was kind of like, God, you got what time you got to be up? You got to be up early, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And plus, I'm gonna get up a li- go to the, a little bit earlier to go to the gym. And my wife is like, right, you are insane. And i was like, well, you know, <laughs> I've hey, to, you, you yeah, just, just gotta got go been, with it. To me, like, if you're gonna sit on a plane for you know, like, 12, 11 hours it seems like the most normal thing in the world to me. Well, obviously, get up a little bit earlier and do some exercise because you ain't going to get a very good opportunity that day. You're going to be sitting on your ass watching movies or doing some work. So,
1: Right, exactly. And that's, that's the most ridiculous thing. And so I look at today's entrepreneur as an entrepreneurial athlete. You, you have to like have that, that mindset <laughs> of, of an athlete. Placency is the, is the number one enemy to success. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, the coach is not worried about The enemy on the other side of the field if you will they're worried about complacency eating the organization within and you see it happen in sporting events you see it happens in games where momentum can shift at the drop of a hat a bad play a momentary lapse in concentration and it's no difference for the entrepreneur and I know that from personal experience unfortunately because as great as this ride has been and and reminiscing the story that I've been sharing with you As you know, in 2010, I lost it all. I I lost millions of dollars. I lost property all over the United States, made some poor choices, trusted the wrong people, and then thinking I could fall back on chiropractic, end up injuring my own back so badly that it required back surgery that I was forced to reinvent myself professionally. For me, it became about speaking about sales because those are universal skills that every entrepreneur needs and it's how you communicate your value, it's how you deliver your value, it's how you uh, persuade someone to take an action where no action was previously contemplated, and in, in an effort to benefit from where they are today to move forward to the next step.
0: Obviously hearing you speak at the, the Best Sellers Summit, and that was the only one, you got me right at the end, because again, and he, <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. I think, he, again, it's not as simple as you put up some photos of it, uh, you, but you, you connected with the audience because you never know obviously exactly the individuals you're talking to. And uh, I think you put up a, a very short video of, um, you was finishing the truck, the Ironman and your, your little girl sort of met you at the end and run in with you. And, uh, Again, the fact that I was away from my family for, you know, over a week and it just got me instantly. I was just like, ah, (laughs) the tear was there. I was like sneaky. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) I was Um, all relaxed. (laughs) It's a good work.
1: (laughs) I appreciate that. You know, I I love to move audiences and I like to have them think differently about their lives and, and take an action that, um, whether it's an, uh, an action of gratitude in your situation or appreciation for a loved one or a family or, or a course of action that'll help them move the needle for their business. And, and there's an art to it, but it's a science. Yeah. And the more you perfect the science, which is what I teach, the more you can let the art form manifest itself.
0: Around that 2010, is that when you sort of shifted across sort of, and became, how long have you been a sort of Brian Tracy's master sales trainer? Is, that, is it all in this phase of reinvention or was that before?
1: Yeah, well, this is probably why I love public speaking so much because, I mean, think about this, even this interview, you just never know who is in the audience Mm -hmm. and where it can lead you next. Mm -hmm. And that to me alone supersedes any fear. I mean, I've delivered over a thousand presentations, talks, keynotes, and trainings, and I still get nervous every single time. And I don't ever walk off stage thinking I've nailed it. What happens is, is when you speak, one, the audience never knows what you leave out. That's that's one great way to relieve the pressure right away. Um, but this whole reinvention of my career to where I am today and now working with Brian Tracy actually began in a network marketing presentation that I did in a warehouse in La Jolla, California. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, here I am, a doctor, pretty clean cut, you know, walking into this warehouse. And this warehouse is covered in graffiti, but it's got beautiful Mac computers everywhere, right? <laughs> And these guys that are in there, they're fully tatted all up and down their arms and, and they're dropping F-bombs like a greeting. But they're the kind of guys that they can say the F-bomb and get away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where if I say it, it's offensive.
0: And so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so my, my point is, is I'm like, you know, I could have been judgmental about it, but these guys are so cool. It was so fun. And you just, like I said, you never know who's in the audience. And so, you know, I decided to crush it. And then, and sure enough, at the end of the thing, he goes, man, you're like a little effing Tony Robbins, you know?
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> I, hope that's, I hope that's on you as a testimonial somewhere. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? What a great testimony to put down. Like a mini effing Tony Robbins. Um, and I was
0: flattered by it, but
1: uh, he goes, I need to introduce you to my friend. I'm like, well, who's your friend? And he goes, well, my friend, uh, he does uh, sales training, and he's looking for someone to help him deliver some sales training to professional sports teams.
0: Oh, like you, you never know who's in the audience.
1: That's, you never know who's in the audience. So that then is, we connected. absolutely awesome. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm training the Detroit Red Wings, the Miami Heat. I'm working with the Oakland Raiders, the Washington Capitals. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, because of that one talk, Which then led me to being the lead trainer for the launch of the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas and Casino. You know, and I was doing a lot of traveling and it was a little tough for me at the time with the family and the career. But, you know, I needed to do what I needed to do. Again, success doesn't look pretty. Now, of course, it sounds glamorous working for the sports teams in the Cosmopolitan, but it required a lot of travel. And so, you know, to make a long story short, um, I started looking for ways to to, um, uh, find other ways of providing for my family. I met uh, this couple, again, you never know where you are. I met this couple at the pool. They were in pharmaceutical sales. I connected and hit it off with them. Next thing you know, they introduced me to a recruiter who's recruiting for the director of sales position at Peak Potentials, which was created by best selling author T. Eker. Okay. And so I became the director of sales for that organization. And I just basically immersed myself. So I think this is the pattern here. It's like you see where I go, whether it's Ironman or chiropractic or learning this field, it just becomes a total immersion.
0: Yeah, you got to go all in.
1: you got to go all in. Time, And that's where I met Brian Tracy and then Brian Tracy, and I hit it off personally. And then he asked me to help him build his certification program, which I've done and now successfully delivered. i um, training well over 100 certified trainers to date. And I continue to lead that program and work with him. I'm actually going to Russia, uh, to Moscow next month with Brian Tracy to, to do a train-the-trainer program for a client of his.
0: That is very cool.
1: It is very cool, and I'm honored.
0: Yeah, and that's absolutely awesome. Well, I mean, I think if anyone's listening, they they can know you're you're definitely qualified to tell us a little bit of this. So I just want an Awaken Your Alpha, a little maybe five-minute guide of what are some key things when it comes to delivering a good talk. If anyone's got – it could be people listening here who might have to deliver a presentation at work, people going out there looking to aspire to be a professional speaker, or they've got a you know, any kind of public speaking. What are some key things that you need? Just to know you of the of a formula that you kind of allude to and touch on when you go into your training.
1: Yeah. So, I, the the first place that I always start, which is always seems to be the last place most people start, is I always always begin with the end first. So, when you saw that talk that I delivered, I knew I was going to end with that video with my daughter running (laughs) on the finish line. And I knew what emotional impact I wanted that to leave the audience with. So, everything from that moment from the talk was how do I build to that moment, right? So, you begin with the end in mind. And so, one of the things that's very critical is, you know, in the keynote there, I'm not selling anything there from the stage. But if I were, that would need to be what would be the offer that I would make. Okay, yeah. What would be the transformation that I want to have? When I would do my talks and practice, you know, my, my outcome was to get these guests that were in there to come in for an examination to see if I could help them, right? So, I knew that that was going to be my offer. So, everything needed to build to that. So, it always begin with the end in mind. Uh, number two step is you have to know your audience, You have to know who is in the audience. You need to know what is their pain points, what are their frustrations, what are their goals, needs, fears, wants, and desires, and does it match up with your ideal market, right? So it's not about changing your message and trying to be all over the place, but it's being focused on who's the audience. So don't change your message, change your audience, right? So know who the audience is and then know how can you genuinely serve them with your message. Right, And so that way, you know, one of the keys that I think is really important is to, if you, especially if you're at a multi-speaker event or if you get a chance to get there early, is to, to meet everyone, as many people as you can. Yeah. Engage in conversation. Listen to the other speakers. What's being said? What, what, are the, what is the room like? What's the vibe like? What's the energy like? So that you can engage that, right? So you want to begin with the end in mind. You want to make sure that you, you know that audience then everything needs to build up with that. And one of the things that are really, really critical is to have a strong opening. And so uh, this is really a key point. I see a lot of speakers that they'll get up and they look as the the starting point is kind of the warm-up. You need to grab the audience right from the get-go. What's in it for me, right? But it's something that leads to the outcome. Or if I was doing a talk to my chiropractic wellness center is, you know, um, you know, good evening, welcome to Better Family Wellness Center. In today's talk, we're going to talk about the three key elements that you need to maze a healthy family in today's information cluttered world. We're going to remove the skepticism. We're going to empower you with action steps and real results that you can leave here immediately with today so that you can live the life and the health for you and your family that you all deserve. Right? I'm just going to set the stage. It has yeah. to have a strong opening and it has to really grab them because the audience is asking themselves, what's yeah. in it?
0: Am I going to pay attention or am I going to sort of sleep with my eyes open? <laughs> Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. I do want to hit you with the complete blank around. So this is. And this <laughs> Hopefully, is, I'm, ready I'm ready now. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm not insulting you. So this is where you just complete the blanks for me, finish my sentence, and we'll find out a little bit more about you. So we'll start that off with. My best friend would describe me as?
1: Um, Sincere.
0: My favorite movie of all time is? Gladiator. Nice. The last time I was drunk is or was? Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) Um, Gosh, I got to think back on that one. I would have to say that was in las vegas working with the cosmopolitan that's probably been
0: <laughs> that makes sense
1: about three years ago
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i just oh. don't
1: drink that often
0: hey man it's gotta be a special it's gotta be vegas by the sounds of it it's, it's gotta
1: be something special
0: i say even hollywood's not gonna but mind you even i did know you because obviously you're that's in commutable driving distance so yeah you you shot off uh, on the friday night before it got too late and i, I don't blame you <laughs>
1: yes exactly
0: no very cool the number one alpha you'd like me to interview is?
1: That's got to be Hugh Jackman, Mr. Wolverine.
0: Ah, yeah. He's, he's on the dream list now. Absolute, <laughs> absolute, absolute legend. I've never seen him not on form. If I see him on a chat show, he, he just, yeah, you talk about presence and, uh, yeah, just enjoying life. He's... That,
1: that guy's just rock solid. I mean, he lives the life. He's got a solid marriage. He's a great actor. I mean, what guy does at some point say, damn, I'm inspired by that?
0: Cool. So we're going to get on to the alpha round now just to finish. So this is where you're going to give us any tool, tools, tricks, and resources that you've got up your sleeve. I want to start that off with, is there a particular book recommendation you could pass on, either specific to public speaking or just one of your all-time favorite books?
1: Uh, right now, I'm actually reading a book. Uh, it's called Talk Like Ted
0: uh, um, by Gallen. I, I, I caught that in the uh, in the airport just when I was coming back or coming out. I can't even remember, but yeah, I was all over that book. I, I Yeah. I yeah. that book in the air.
1: I'm halfway through it right now. It's just a great read. It's written by Carmen Gallo. He also wrote The Presentation Secrets of Steve Jobs, uh, who we all know yeah. if in the presenting and speaking world is one of the foremost I think that, that, talk, like,
0: that talk like Ted, wasn't it? I, Is it? I caught a few little bits, just had a quick skim over it. Is it like the, the perfect Ted talk length is like 18 minutes?
1: Yeah. So what he does throughout the (laughs) book is he takes uh, all of the not all of the he takes some of the most popular TED Talk videos that have had the most views online and dissects them. Yeah. And breaks them down as to what they what are the nine key public speaking elements in delivering a great TED Talk.
0: Okay. Um, Is there a particular Resource or it could either be a very high-tech resource or low-tech resource that you use almost on a daily basis I
1: still work off of post-it notes believe it or not um, yeah, that's and then I, a lot. yeah, and then uh, you know, I, I use use spreadsheets um, I just create my tracking spreadsheets. So what are my key activities? What are my measures? What are my markers? Where am I at what needs to be done? Mm-hmm. and uh, and just reevaluate that so um you know, I think it's just, I have the big end goal in mind, and then yeah. I just reverse engineer it and go, okay, what are the steps that I need to do consistently each day to get there?
0: Would you say that's one of your. Real sort of habits that keep you on the straight and narrow and uh, keep you productive. The fact that you're yeah, working.
1: so I work off of a list. I mean that that's what that's the only way I get a lot done. Um, you know, when you ask me, you know, how I've been able to do so much in sh- such a short time, is I, I have to work off these lists. So, I think one of my favorite tech tools, if you were actually up in my bedroom, is I've got a whiteboard ah. that I hang up there, and so I look at that every night. Um, I check off what I got done that day and whatever didn't, I get moved to the next day and either moved up in priority or not. And then so that gives me something that I know that I'm going to be focused on. Um, So if I do wake up in the middle of the night, it didn't work this night, this uh, (laughs) past night, but I'll write this stuff down that needs to get done, and then I'll prioritize those and then just continue to work off that. Because I've learned over time that, you know, it's just the success of small efforts. Yeah. Seemingly small efforts repeated every day that leads to massive results. And so that was, I think, the greatest discipline I learned by Ironman. Because you know, people think, "Oh my God, 140 miles in one day! How do you do that?" Well, you, you do that by taking one step out your front door and then follow it by another. Yeah, and you do that every day.
0: I was going to say, talking about reverse engineering something, that's a, a clear one. Like you say, that's huge. So you've got to literally work out how long, how much time you've got to get ready, or and then just go back and think, right, you've got to keep up in the mileage to a certain point, and you know, otherwise. It's be too much of a, a jump for your body if you're not ready. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. You can. And that's how I approach working with my clients and coaching them on their sales success is to, okay, what's your big goal and what's your quarterly goal and what's your monthly goal and what's your weekly goal what's your daily goal? And then we just chunk it all down and then we provide the action steps to, to allow them to realize those goals. And if you just do those, the big goal will inevitably happen. And so it really isn't any more complicated than that.
0: Who do you think we've, we've had like the perfect guest. Who do you recommend I should interview next or very soon? So maybe, uh, you know, a personal recommendation or, and then maybe someone that is a, you'd think is a really good speaker that I, I could get potentially.
1: Uh, I think Mike Koenigs. I just actually had him on my podcast. Uh, not too long ago, he just launched. He's just a great guy, brilliant. Talk about guy with give you some tech resources. <laughs> um, you know, he'll give you some phenomenal tech resources. And uh, he just came out with a whole system on how to publish and profit from a book in 30 days, and um, and a whole system for being able to do that. But he's also got a great Very story cool. where yeah. he overcame cancer and he awakened his alpha, if you will, and now is serving a much bigger cause.
0: Oh, brilliant recommendation. Very cool. What's the one question you wished I'd asked or you thought I was gonna ask and I haven't yet?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, you hit me up with the last time I got drunk, so um, <laughs> uh, let's see, when are you getting, I don't know, when are you getting married, I thought maybe.
0: Uh, oh, anytime soon?
1: Uh, no, we're engaged, but uh, it's all good. We haven't set a date yet, but uh, okay. quite likely sometime uh, sometime
0: 2015. Cool, Very, very nice. Oh, I was going to, that's kind of linked to what my next question is. What's the, what's the future hope for you? What's up next for you?
1: What's next for me? So gosh, you know, the world is just wide open. I, I'm loving where life is. Um, and I wouldn't change anything that's gotten me here to this point. You know, I'm launching uh, drandreas.com right now. As we speak, I've been helping gurus out now for months and it's, I finally have uh, awakened my own alpha and say, okay, it's time for me to go do it for myself. Absolutely brilliant! And so, launching the podcast, interviewing great people like you, being on this show, I'm going to be creating my own live event, which will happen next year.
0: Oh, interested! Um, I'm interested. All right, you <laughs> got any, it, my friend. In any shape or form, I'm interested. So we were Thank talking you. about that. But linked to what you was just saying to receive your monthly trainings updates, latest podcast, and Doctor Andreas's free ebook, "Amplify Your Talk: How to Instantly Attract Clients in Less Than an Hour with Virtually No Marketing Costs." subscribe today at com. So that's going live very soon, isn't it? Well, it, it should be is, live by the time this podcast is out. <laughs> it
1: is <laughs> live and it ah. is ready. So uh, I appreciate great. it. Definitely check it exactly.
0: out. Well, thank you so much for your time today, uh, Andreas. It's, it's been absolute quality. And I don't know what I'm going to do next week because it's like every Tuesday I'll talk to you now. I'm going to be going to be lost next week.
1: Oh, don't, okay. don't worry. I'm always here, my friend. So right. uh, maybe we can do a follow-up show. <laughs>
0: Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. The Alpha Ultimatum. Body, brain, belief. This will kickstart you or uplevel your Alpha. If you're a man who's out there, who's been liking what's been going on and Awaken Your Alpha, this is going to be the number one way to awaken your Alpha in eight weeks. And then for those of you, we want to continue and take it up another level my entry program and training to make sure you're the right stuff and you can execute and simple eight week proven way to get success body training brain training belief mindset training this is a hundred percent commitment this is not to dabble in this is full-on so if that hasn't scared you off you need to get in touch with me The awaken Your out podcast live limitless